Yay. What's up, everybody? Uh, this is Dustin. I'm back here on Dustin's Vinyl. Um, I just got out of prison. This is what uh, Jeffrey said before the show started. <laughs> my prison jumpsuit, which I find a lot of offense to that because I'm the only one in my family who hasn't been to prison. And I hold that as an honor. Um, this is great to be back, guys. Uh, very excited uh, to I hope you had a great uh, holiday with uh, your family if you were able to spend time with them if not i hope you got you some records and cried yourself to rock and roll because that's what we do here on the show <laughs> and uh yeah i had a i had a great christmas um i got a lot of vinyl um a couple i'll do before i do the random pull we'll do a couple of vinyls that i got i always get that's the thing when you when people know you're into vinyl you, you get a lot of vinyl for holidays and birthdays and Christmas. So it's kind of cool when you have a theme that you are, you dig and that you're into, because people really kind of go out of their way to, you know, get you, uh, you know, your passion or whatever. So I got a lot of cool stuff. I got, uh, I got a Jerry Lee Lewis album, which is kind of this rare album, kind of some slower kind of uh, his later work. This is like a really cool album, less of the sun record stuff, kind of more of kind of the later, uh, kind of uh, 90s stuff, if you will. Uh, this is a Mercury. Uh, yeah, I believe it was 92 on that one. Very cool stuff. And then I got this, which is fun, you know, the Blues Brothers, baby. And, you know, a lot of times we think of the Blues Brothers, we think of just an SNL sketch. But this band and and both Ackroyd and Belushi were very talented. Like, it's a it's a great, um, uh, they, they were a great band. And, um, you know, the movie is phenomenal. And the movie has phenomenal music. This is just uh the record this is not from the movie this is kind of just one of the, i think their first record before the movie so this is really cool it's got a it's got a lot of you know guest musicians and stuff on it but it's uh, it's fantastic one and then uh i'm a huge fan of blues my father-in-law we that's we really uh you know we get into blues together so he got me this uh sanitarium brownie mcgee um this is uh amazing kind of delta blues stuff that i'm always into um this is uh you know kind of there's some you know blues guys that get overlooked you know it's always bb king uh you know uh, buddy guy things like that but these are guys that are like really good uh, listen, just kind of the beginning of it, of it all. And today we're going to be talking about some some people that kind of started a lot of music that people kind of like took off from. And this is kind of one of those bands in the blues uh, genre. Um, I ran a poll today to stay on theme because I wanted to stay on theme today since it's Orange is the New Black. Um, we're going to do uh, some females in rock today. And this is my uh, this is my pool. Um, this is one of my favorite uh, bands, especially as a kid. Heart, um, who I think has one of the greatest rock and roll songs ever. Barracuda uh, is on this album. <laughs> There's nothing better uh, than uh, Anne and Nancy Wilson. Um, they uh, this I believe is their third album. Uh, this is a really cool cool album to have. Uh, Heart is one of those bands that like you know they kind of started really heavy in the '70s and then they kind of dropped off and they kind of came back in the late '80s and kind of had a resurgence. But this album is great. Uh, it's got a lot of kind of the that '70s rock sound. And uh, her voice is amazing, and nobody can play like you know. And people, talk, you know, today we're going to talk about female guitarists and stuff. And um, she's one of the top, you know. And the fact she happens to be a female, and that's kind of what uh, kind of be the theme today. There's a lot of times people kind of write off female rock stars and stuff. But uh, so get you some heart. This is a cool random pull for me. Um, I really like uh, I love women in rock. That's kind of one of my favorite things is like a woman with a cool voice, and especially when the plays guitar. And so uh, if you get a chance, heart is an awesome. Uh, this was 
Yeah, Little Queen is the one with Barracuda on it, it's, which is everybody's favorite song. This is a great, great album. And so, yeah, very excited to be out of prison, to be back on the show, to be uh, after the holidays. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just excited to continue my talk with rock and roll and vinyl and blues and all the stuff we do here. And uh, happy to bring in my guest. He's a big fan of music. He's working the music business. He's a comedian. Everybody, Jeffrey Paul, waiting patiently. What's up, buddy? What is up? What is up, everybody? How was, uh, how was your Christmas, Dustin? Good? Uh, my Christmas was phenomenal. Yeah, it was good. I wasn't, um, I was healthy, which I think now that's the big thing yeah. is that you're healthy. And uh, so I think the gods for that. And uh, it was good. I spent time with the in-laws and, uh, you know, it was up here in Maine still. So it's a Christmas town here, man. It's like it, it's like a Hallmark town. So when it snows and everything, it's beautiful. So, yeah, it's like living in a, in a Hallmark movie. But uh, so it was a perfect Christmas. It was great. We chopped down a tree. I don't know. You know, I don't think people realize how, you know, how next level Christmas this family is. We went out. We went out in the middle of the woods. We scattered out a tree. This is a huge tree, like 50 feet long. What did then, you cut it down with? Uh, no, chainsaws are not allowed. So you have to use an axe and a, and a you know, one of those big That's saws. Two guys That's are going a like man this. right there. <laughs> yeah, because you can't use chainsaws. It's a national force. And so you got to you chop down a 50, 50 foot tree and then you got to chop it into pieces and then you use the top as the Christmas tree. And so it's like a whole thing. You got to drag it out in the snow and put it in the truck. And so, so yeah, so it was great. So I had a very storybook Christmas. How was your Christmas? How was it? Kids? Christmas is great, man. Yeah. 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 I mean, we do Christmas Eve at my house with um, okay. with all the fishes. And then uh, Christmas Day, we go to, to Brooklyn and the whole family's there so it was, nice. a, it was a really good time and it's you know i love christmas time and looking forward to new year's and moving on from 2020 and you know feel very optimistic about 2021 <laughs> let's hope so man <laughs> let's hope so let's i'm trying so. i'm trying i'm trying i'm trying to be like okay all right i'm just okay. i'm not gonna jinx it so well we'll keep our fingers crossed and let's let's talk some vinyl Let's let's go back in the old that's the show. That's the show. Let's do it. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> and we've been we've been planning this one out a little bit, you know. Um, so what we're gonna be talking about today is Joan Jett's classic, I Love Rock and Roll. Came out November of 1981. Yeah, that's that is a great look. That is the iconic Joan Jett look, you know, man, that is like her at her prime. Um, this is the second album. This is the second album, uh, her second solo album, I should say, uh, that she came out with. The first one was Bad Reputation, and then they kind of switched the band around. So it's all new members, and this album took off. And for those who might not know who Joan Jett is or her backstory, she when she was young, a teenager, she was originally in a band called The Runaways. Uh, I think you kind of alluded to that a little bit at the beginning of the show uh, with another legendary female uh, rocker, uh, Lita Ford, who was also in the band and Sherry Cherry. Um, this was a huge huge album back in back in the day over you know 10 million copies sold the title track was enormous it was everywhere and you know what the thing about this album is a lot of cover songs right tons of cover songs I almost know. Great. I don't even know if this album counts because there were so many cover cover songs I'm glad you said <laughs> that because that, you know that was the thing that really kind of like turned me off about the album yeah. uh 
going back. But then, like, you know, like I said, every week when we pick one of these albums, I listen yeah. to it all the time. And the more I'm listening to this album, the more fun I'm having listening to it, you know? Yeah, I mean, well, um, yeah, I think Joan Jett, um, definitely The Runaways is um, was just groundbreaking stuff. And, you know, the fact that they tried to do an all-female band and it was, you know, her roots come from punk. And there was kind of this L.A. punk scene that was happening. And that's, you know, that's kind of where she came from. And then when the band broke up, it's like, you know, she had a hard time being a solo artist. And I feel like, you know, the album before this, it got a little bit of play. And then she had a very hard time um, getting signed by labels. And then she, you know, Kenny Laguna, who uh, is the producer that really saved everything for her. You know, he and he did all this kind of they called it um, bum, uh, bubblegum rock or whatever. It was kind of like yummy, yummy, got tummy in my tummy. It's like like all these kind of like almost like surfery type music, like surf music and just real kind of light stuff, bubblegum stuff, they call it. And would you and say like, this is bubblegum? Yeah, no, or more glam, almost glam. I didn't say any of that. I was saying the producer, um, he the kind of music that he produced was called no, bubblegum. I'm you, about to would tell you? you. I'm about to tell you. Um, <laughs> and I um, so it was like kind of like you know that was what he was into, and then when he came with her, you know, it's kind of like this. I feel like if if I were to say um, if I were to call, I would I would put a lot of people in this category. I would call it um, uh, kind of punk punk. Uh, let's see, punk pop pie, punk pop pie. I think Billy Idol is in that as well. I think there's these bands that started out kind of this raw, kind of gritty, you know, kind of punk bands and punk singers. And then they hooked up with people that were able to make them more marketable. And I think in what, what Kenny was able to do is kind of like tap into that kind of sound that was a little more radio friendly. And so, yeah, I would say, she, I, that's what I would say. I would say it's kind of a punk pop thing going on. And I feel like a lot of people, that's how they made money in the eighties. Otherwise I think they would have skipped that boat. They would have missed it. And, you know, I feel like Joan Jett kind of, you know, the collaboration and that's quite, you know, all the covers is like, you know, it's tried and true stuff. And so, but that voice, I think she has one of the greatest voices in rock. Like I love her, her rock voice. It's amazing. So, so yeah. And I got more to say, but I think far as that, I would, that's what I would say. It's a combination. I think, I think this whole album is geared towards uh, FM rock radio. I mean, everything is short. Everything is two, three minutes. I think there's one four minute song. Um, and like we would talk about initially uh, tons Tons of covers on this one. Um, even you know, I didn't, I didn't realize it, but even the uh, the title, the title track is a cover. Yeah, yeah. You know, who was it? An, the arrows? Is that who it was? It, it, the arrows. It's a, it's an, it's an old. That was a, it was an old uh, duop band. Do you remember the song? Um, I think it was called Pretty Little Angel Eyes. Um, back in the back in the fifties, the arrows were the backing duop group in that song. Oh, wow. And then they broke off on their own, which a lot of groups wound up doing. Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons, did, you know, did the same thing. And th this song was, they didn't really change anything from it. It still played in the same key. All they did yeah. was change the, the well, tempo. Her voice changed it. And, you know, well, of course. And she loved this song. She did it with Sid Vicious. Like they, they had one recording, it was like Sid Vicious and they, you know, kind of more of a punk sound. But then he kind of made it, you know, more poppy. And, the, and she also, she, you know, she was kind of like, like with Michael Jackson Thriller and Prince and all these people, you know, of the time, you know, blessed with the MTV 
cir- uh, circuit of of kind of like generating the video and everything. And so I think she, you know, was blessed by that. So because they played this video over and over and over. That was, yeah, but that wasn't until a little bit later. I think this album came well, out. I love rock and roll was a video, and it came out on MTV. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember that. And if you look at the video now, it's like a really. Ch- cheesy video you know oh, absolutely. But back but back in the day man like any any video was amazing but you know there were other covers on this as well like uh nag was uh was a cover from the uh halos also fun catchy song uh crimson and clover that was a huge uh, hit for her too that was i think that was the follow-up hit wasn't it it was it, yeah. it was a follow-up hit and again tommy james and shondells i always hated this song I, you know tommy yeah. you know, i like tommy james and shondells they were like kind of like a pop uh band and this was a like a their psychedelic song and do you know how they got, it's so funny you know how they got the uh, title to that song tommy james was sleeping and in a dream, he, you know, he just had got the words crimson and clover wakes up and says, I don't know what it means, but I got to write a song about it. And nice. that, that became the song. Um, but she really didn't do much to, um, to change up the, the arrangement of the song. It's just, it's, it's basically almost note for note, but again, with her voice, you know, if you're going to do a cover, I'd crimson like to and see clover though, her, the way she comes in, in the beginning. Oh man, it's beautiful. And you, that's the thing. That's the range in her voice because she sings punk like rock or whatever. And then, but on that song, it's, I mean, I, I didn't realize how beautiful her voice was until I heard that song again, like at the beginning of crimson and clover, she's got a really nice voice and she has yeah, range. I, I guess. I mean, listen, I guess. What are you talking about? She sounds amazing in that. No, it's <laughs> you don't like not, the song itself, but she does like a song. great job. She does a great job in that song. She sounds great up top. I love it. It's uh, a nice you know, build. For, for me, for me, I mean, if you're gonna look at a song and you're gonna look at voice, is one of her originals. I like um, "Victim of Circumstance" better. I think yeah, you can I think like I, a song better, but I'm just saying she's no, an amazing she, arrangement. That's all. But even the way she's saying, now I don't think the arrangement is all that great. On it's it's they didn't change it anything from the original. I, it it doesn't matter to me. Song. You don't have to change it. I mean, to me, that's that's. I think I think that's what I like sometimes is when somebody does a cover and they don't try to switch it all up because that's the true honor of the cover. It's like you're giving tribute to the song. Like when you're just adding all this other shit to it, it's like sometimes it's, you know, it's like, okay, you're just basically taking something and running, which is fine, but I like kind of a tribute to a song sometimes. That's all. Uh, Did did you ever hear the original version of Diamonds and Rust, Joan Baez, and then hear, you know, the the, uh, the metal version by Jews Priest, Diamonds and Rust. To me, that is the best, one of the best covers. And, and also the Johnny Cash, you know, Nine Inch Nails yeah, cover. Yeah. We, is, we, we've talked about my favorite cover yeah. of all time. But yeah, who, um, Adam, let's bring in Adam. We need some, we need some other eyes on this. Um, <laughs> what's up, Adam? How you doing, buddy? How's hey, your guys? Christmas? How's it going? It was good. pretty good. It was, uh, nice. it was low key. <laughs> <laughs> I like low key. So, um, so what's your, what's your uh, take on this whole Joan Jett stuff? You like her? You like this album? What's going on? You know, I, I, I kind of echoing what you guys were saying too, with, uh, with all the covers at first, I was a bit turned off by it, but you know, as I listened to it more and more, it started to grow on me and, um, you know, it's a really, it's a really gritty album too. And, um, you know, I, I was listening, you know, back and I, I, I put on the arrows version of I love rock and roll 
And, you know, I just, I prefer Joan Jett's version so much more. And I think it is like that, just, just that grittier voice, man. She's got voice a and like, badass rock and roll voice. Yeah. Man. I mean, she's I a complete a badass. She's such a badass. She, she's done so much for rock and punk. Like she's fantastic. Yeah. And those tight pants and the, that eyeliner. And like, she just like, she nailed it. And that's the she thing. She looks like Joyce DeWitt. She what? She looks like Joyce DeWitt. Joyce DeWitt? Yeah, the the other one from Three's Company, not oh, not Suzanne oh, Somers. Yeah, a little hotter though, I think, because oh, she, she can play guitar. Because I'm I'm like a chick like that. When a chick's talented, I'm more attracted to her. Right. But um, that's how guy, girls are with guys. But um, <laughs> it's the only way I can get a girlfriend. They see they see me on on stage and like, okay, he's all right. He's kind of goofy looking, but he can tell jokes. But um, I yeah, I but that's the thing. She brought this sexuality. And, you know, men were t- men were bringing it for years. I don't know if you saw the documentary on Hulu. Um, it's it's really phenomenal, like about her story from the runways, runways and all that stuff. But there's just, you know, the fact that Mick Jagger could do all these things and women weren't able to kind of be presented like marketing wise. A lot of people shut her down because they weren't ready for a woman being not sexual and playing guitar and all that stuff. So between her and Lita Ford and, you know, it's certain people were able to kind of get away with it, but she definitely had a lot of backlash, but I loved it as a kid. Like, it's just, that's a kind of, I dated about 10 of these type of girls. (laughs) (laughs) That explains a lot. My heart was broken by a lot of girls that look like this in high school. So that was, that's, that was what I went for. I went for the girl with the leather and the chains and the, high you know the heavy eyeliner so but yeah but she's fantastic uh you know there's also a couple of the other choices of of covers uh again i'm i like the dave clock five but i hate the song bits and pieces um she you know it's um the only thing i like about that song is i like the drums who is it lee lee crystal that's that's the drummer now the drum is tommy price you know but um yeah he, he it's a very drum oriented song. So that kind of stood out to me. And, you know, I like the version of little drummer boy, but does it have to be on a regular album? This actually have been like a, a B side re- release. Um, I don't know. It, and, and then in reissues in 92, you know, the reissue, um, there's a bonus track of Louie Louie in 98 reissue, a, re- yep. a, re- a you know, bonus track of Summertime Blues. blues. Yeah, yeah, it's like, um, it's a lot of, there's a lot of covers on it. And I, I kind of like the original songs like better, you know? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I think, you know, the problem was, is like, I think she had a hard time breaking through. And I think sometimes bands, you know, and producers have to kind of like, they have to do some hits that are kind of more tried and true that are going to, that are going to work. And with somebody that's this gritty, I think you have to pop it out. You have to do a song that's perfect arrangement. And I don't know. I think that's what it was. I think that was the genius behind this particular album because they did it themselves. They couldn't get anybody to to jump on board until later. And then it got, then it got picked up, but it's like, you know, I, I think that was part of it. It's like, what do you do with this person? Because the album before it was great, but nobody, Nobody was jumping on it. I mean, it was bad reputation was a good song and everything, but it was nobody was nobody. She wasn't the star that she became off. I love, but that one song changed everything. If they, if she hadn't done that cover, I don't think her career would have been the same. She would have been maybe this kind of gritty underground kind of musician, but I don't think it would have been the same. She wouldn't have had the icon status for sure. So that yeah. choice was good. It worked. And I think that was a producer choice. I, well, I, I think, you know what I think, what choice I think it is. I think it was an, 
A&R choice, you know? Uh, you remember what the first show that we uh, we did? We did Van Halen 1, and the band was all upset that they had to do a cover of You Really Got Me. And mm. they didn't want that being the number one single, which, you know, came out just a couple of years uh, earlier. Um, but yeah, I think especially back in the eighties, uh, that's, that's when I worked, uh, for, for CBS. That was my first job out of, uh, out of college. I worked for CBS records in the A&R department. And, uh, yeah, it was always about, you know, how can we market this? How can we sell, you know, really, you know, it, the quality of the music, but you had to have a hit to push the album. And this, since this was the second album, I get it. I get it that you had to put a couple of covers on it. I guess my my problem is the amount of covers and the choice of covers is I you know and then change up the arrangement a little bit. Yeah, I also you know it was also you know the eighties and cocaine and who knows what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of that down to cocaine. It is. There's a lot of albums that the eighties made it weird. You know, it's like yeah, I think it was, it was like. It was COVID. Well, that's my album. My album is because of COVID. So yeah, people will say that one day. They'll say because of COVID, that's why he did what he did. But no, I think it's like everybody. It's a different time. Music was different, man. As each each you know genre of music, each era of music was different. I think, you know, I really I don't know. I I I think there is definitely a lot of covers. There, There really is no need for Little Drummer Boy, but it is great. So you know. I guess you know people the think, when they did, you come, know what the problem with this album was? What's the, what's the problem? There, the biggest, the there was no, there was no. Um, well, so how short there, it is? There, excuse me. How short it is? It's barely thirty uh, minutes. A lot of records are short. I mean, some of uh, Abbey Road is thirty-seven minutes. Like it's like that's, a lot that's of seven albums. more minutes. That's a, it's almost twenty-five percent more. Uh, okay, well, I was gonna go somewhere else, but you know, we can do that if you want. But yeah, that's the thing is, like, it doesn't. You know why? You know why? I mean, I'll explain to you why. Because because they were on records, Jeff, and yes. records don't hold that much. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> you see these little lines? They can you only hold so album. much content. Only so Kiss much content. It. So, but I think I think the problem with this album, with what the the complaints that you have, is that it was an independent, you know, produced album, and they because they couldn't get it on a big label, and so I think whenever there's like independent, it's basically it's me, let's say me and you are doing an album, there's nobody coming in saying you guys shouldn't do that cover because you got what they're just doing it themselves. So there was no big Columbia, you know, big A and M. There was you know no big Who company did that album. They distributed themselves. Yeah. It was Boardwalk, no, no, no. Boardwalk Entertainment. Boardwalk. Okay, it was right, his yeah. manager. His ma- their, Her manager did it. So, you know, they did it themselves. So I think when you do something yourself, sometimes it's, you know, you got nobody saying no to you. You got somebody saying, hey, you should do it this way. And I think that was part of the problem. They didn't have a lot of suits coming in and making choices. What, you, what were some of your favorite songs on this album besides the covers? And there's not a lot to choose from, by the way. But if you had to pick... Um... <laughs> What are the ones that aren't yeah. covers? How about that? Yeah, the, the, yeah, the one, the one or two that aren't covers. What did you like? Uh, is Nag Nag's not a cover, right? That's a no, great Nag's a cover. That's a cover. Is it a cover? A cover. Okay, yeah. Jesus. Nag's a great uh, song. You're too possessive. Is that a cover? No, that's no. a. That's not. Oh, bad. actually, it is. It actually is it? it is. It's an. It's an old Runaways. She wrote it, but it's an she old Runaways it. song. Well, it's not a cover. Yeah. If she wrote it. Yeah, it's a, but it's not her band. It, it's not okay. it's not the Blackhawks. It's the the Runaways song. Yeah, but the band was put together for her. They they put they put the band behind her. 
It wasn't like, you know, that's not, it was, she's the star. And they basically were like, we need three dudes because we can't have women anymore. And so they found these guys in LA to be her backup band. They're technically her backup band. It's not a band that started together. Like it's, it's all about Joan in this. But the song had already come out before. Okay. All right. Um, you know, I, I mean, I love rock and roll is, is I'm sentimental to it. I know it's a cover, but it's kind of one of those songs that, uh, you know, is be straight. Is that, how about that? Is that a cover? <laughs> uh, no, but, but she didn't, it was really written by Greg King. Okay. Remember, right. remember the breakup well, song? Then I like the covers better, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know. I love how you try to set me up and not flow with me, but that's fine. Um, I just, I don't know. Well, no, no, I just... no, 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 stop. <laughs> Let's go back to be straight because okay. when you hear this song, you know, the first, the first thing that came to my mind was, um, you remember that song, uh, who do you love? Dun, 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 yeah. You know, George, that, that song, the beginning of it is that those notes and those chords, it is that song. Um, but it, but then it does go into a good old timey rock and roll song, and that's why I like mm-hmm. she has I like her big choruses. Um, that's why I think my favorite song again is "Victim of Circumstance." I think this is a that's a great great song. I love the chorus on it. It's a like I don't give a shit type of rock and roll song. Like like the opening lyrics, you know, the police were uh, were waiting with when the sun came up. You know, I I love that. It, it that was that to me. I wish it was more of that on the album. Yeah. I mean, you know, I feel like the next album, um, which didn't do well, had, had less covers on it. And, you know, and you know, this is just what it is. This is the album that, that, that launched her. So there's some, there's definitely some, you know, some things that maybe you would have done better just because she was great, but she's done so much for the music business. I mean, I, I saw, I don't know if you saw her, um, when she fronted for Nirvana, when they, um, uh, that, that I got, I teared yeah. up when I saw that. That was great. I teared up yeah. when I saw that. I mean, yep. it's like, you know, she, she embodied, nobody else could have done that and pulled it off because it would just would have been this thing where it was like, look at this guy trying to be Kurt or whatever. Like she really embraced that in Absolutely. a way that I don't think anybody could have. And then the next year she got, you know, and the standing ovation that she got, um, was longer than I've seen on anybody um that's been in you know inducted like it was a phenomenal this you know what she's done for rock and women and stuff and then what she's done for the punk scene like she produced the uh the germs and you know some of these great bands that you know wouldn't have probably got you know uh attention is because of her and she kind of went into the whole punk scene in la and stuff and so yeah so when somebody does that I don't really go hard on the fact they did maybe three more covers than they should have because they they're such a staple of rock and roll. And what they are is like, you know, people are going to make some misses. Like I was saying, listen to the first Rolling two Rolling Stone albums. They're all covers, in my opinion. It's all it's all blues, Delta blues shit. And then they find their rhythm. Same same thing about Zeppelin. Yes, mostly Zeppelin. I mean, let's be honest, but it's, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but it's still great music. Of course. It still course. changed everything. But, and so I feel like it's kind of one of those things where I don't go too hard on her because, you know, it's a part of my childhood, which I hold on dearly. I was a kid. I was, I was, uh, let's just say puberty was happening when Joan Jett came around. And so <laughs> there's a lot of things that are attached to her. But, uh, but yeah, I, I know what you're saying. As a true music guy, you're going to say there were covers that maybe shouldn't have been on there and stuff. But I think as an album, as a whole, it's a fun listen. And uh, her as a front person and as a, a musical icon, I think, you know, she's very important in this in the conversation of rock. 
and especially female rock. And the fact that, you know, we, there's still not a lot of female rock singers. Like there's not a lot of African-American, you know, rock bands, you know, and things like that. There's still so much more that we need in diversity. Like this show, I call it the old white guy, you know, hour because it's usually a lot of old white guys are talking about last week we had a black dude this week we got a woman so i'm feeling some progress on the show <laughs> i feel like we're, good. we're going somewhere we're talking about music but that's okay <laughs> that's fine <laughs> it's huge i didn't know i know we this was the Mitch McConnell hour, you know. Mitch McConnell hour, it's, you know, it's not that old white guys. That's right. Oh, I see, I see. That's what people thinking. Man, we don't no, want them to think no, that. No, but it's, about, it's a lot of cool, old white, English cool guys. guys. How about English? A lot of old English guys, because they, you know. Yeah, but, uh, we're cool but guys. Yeah, English is different. Let's let's not let's not you know. You but yeah, so anyway, I just like I'm forgiving of of artists that change you know the scene and you know when it comes to like their albums and stuff. Like I, that's how I when I when I see music, that's I don't I don't know I don't go in with that negative thing on certain you know people when I know what they did as a whole. I don't know if you if you look at music that way. That's how I do. Like like well, like if you look at the Beatles, Ringo is horrible. But he's not, he doesn't sum up the Beatles. And so, but when I look at the Beatles as a whole, it's like they need, like he, but he adds something that maybe they loved being Under, with him. Un, underrated drummer. <sighs> Great. The Beatles are about underrated. The Be- he, you know. They didn't need a drummer like I, Neil Peart. They didn't have a ton of fills, but for they, keeping They would have had a different sound. I mean, they were all guitar, that band, but if they had had a different drummer, maybe it would have been a fooler band. And the Beatles was all in the songwriting, man. It's songwriting it was all and in the guitar, too. There was some great music, some great melodies. Are you kidding me? It was um, all of in the melodies and the songwriting. And the, you, have, and you, you, you got all the arrangements in there, too. You have all the good lyrics you want without good no, melody. I'm talking, about, I'm, talking about the, I'm talking about the arrangements, too. When you look at okay. a song like um, yeah. Strawberry Fields, um, uh, Fool on the Hill, you know, the arrangements of those songs. When you hear okay. the, did, did you get, ever get the box set of, uh, of, the, of the demos of the Beatles stuff? You know, remember they came out with um, like two different versions. There would be a different version of these songs, just like stripped down. Probably. I have a bunch of that the, stuff. The final yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's great. What I was saying, um, look, I'm not I'm not here to shit on Ringo. What I'm saying is <laughs> it's like I you know, sometimes there's people that may maybe don't contribute as much to the to the music or whatever, or maybe they do in your opinion, maybe not in mine. Who cares? I'm just saying we can all look at things differently. I was saying it kind of theoretically, like you could look at something and see like, ah, eh, that guy's not that talented or whatever. Uh, let's take how about this? Adam Clayton couldn't play the he couldn't play the he couldn't play the bass at all for, for you two. He couldn't play at all. They literally had to teach him how to play the bass. And so it's it's a band that like I'm just saying there's there's always an Adam Clayton. And I think Ringo is that of the Beatles. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to make a point about what you said about Joan Jett and okay. with a standing ovation. I think the reason why Pete and I maybe it's also the same reason why I like Joan Jett is I like her because of because I think she's just authentic. You know, I don't think there's out there is what you see, I think, is one thousand percent her. I don't think she pretends to be a rock star. Yeah. She is the rock star. She absolutely. Is pretty. And, and that's what I love about her. There are two songs on the album that I think were very vulnerable songs. Uh, the second and third tracks, uh, I Can't Take It and Love Is Pain. And she must have, you know, again, two original tracks. And 
I think she must have been going through something because um, even though these are good rock and roll, upbeat songs, um, the lyrics kind of tell a different story because like I Can't Take It is a straight up breakup song. She's like, you know, the beginning of the song is I can't take it. This is silly, you know, and she's talking about ending a relationship and love is pain is, you know, and the chorus on this song was great. We are not to blame and we'll do it again. You know, so something I think must have been going in on in her life during this, where she was in a relationship and someone fucked her over and she she took it out on these two songs, which are both really great, great rock and roll songs. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And I think, you know, like you said, she, you know, embodies what rock is. And she also even in Crimson and Clover, it's like, you know, she says, you know, will I love her or whatever? She changes it to her and like she's a woman and she's saying to her. And I think that helped a lot of you know women that might be discovering themselves if they you know what their sexuality was so i think you know and now and she's a an out lesbian and she loves women and it's like you know she was pretty early early on you know pretty honest about that and i think that helps it helps a lot of people i think without joan jett you don't get other artists like um um what's her name melissa etheridge and sophie b hawkins you know you know great um uh, linda perry you know, from four non-blondes who wound up writing songs for everybody. Um, you know, these were, you know, out lesbians who are great performers, great songwriters. And I think they all can, you know, go back, you know, if you could do like, what's that, that, that's degrees of Kevin Bacon game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It all goes back to Joan Jett. Absolutely. Adam, what do you got, buddy? Yeah, we got some questions from the audience. Yes. So first, um, let's hmm. see, one of the... Uh, one of the viewers wants to know, I wonder how much they had to pay for rights to cover a song back then. Mm. It depends on how long you the song has been out. Then it becomes public dominion. Okay. Um, there's that. And also, I think um, her manager who was, you know, in the music industry and wrote songs and stuff. It's like a lot of times those people have deals, you know, with records that they put on. Maybe it's like if he had a contract with a label, you know, that maybe one of those songs was on, you know, things like that happen as well. But uh, we could we could look that up. That seems maybe Adam, look it up. What uh how that works. What else? Anything else? Yeah. From uh, Mac Dave, he uh, he asks. If you guys put out a music album, what kind of songs would you cover? Interesting. Hmm. Um, what would I cover? Specific songs or era or type of songs? Just what That's kind of songs? Question. Yeah, probably specific songs. I mean, I like blues, so I would probably just uh, you know do something like that. Um, but uh, I don't know. I think I'm trying to see. Um, I'd do some 80s stuff. I think, I would, I think I'd redo the whole Thriller album. <laughs> I was going to stay in that era, but I was going to go more Duran Duran. You're going to do Duran Duran? Yeah, I would do the whole yeah. Thriller album. I would do something that's very successful. Just you know, just see how bad I could fuck it up. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, instead, of, instead of a lead, instead of the lead on Beat It, he'd do a harmonica solo. It'll, it'll sound like... Sometimes Bob I like Dylan. that. I, you know, I've seen some, you know, I, I actually, I, I do like it when they mix genres completely. Um, Me too. And uh, there's a band that did 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. And it's uh it, it's a, a kind of a jug band and it's fantastic. 
I don't know who does that, but yeah. they're really good. When covers, when uh, this goes back to my original point, when 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 they when bands do covers, and they do an original take on it. That is what I love, and like a, a, a jug band version of a Jay Z song. Yeah, uh, that, it's pretty uh, cool. that would be interesting. No, to listen to. I hear yeah. what you're saying, but but Joan Jett being a woman, being the lead guitarist of the band, like it's definitely it's still going to sound different than the Arrows. And so she mm. definitely she owned it. It's definitely her song. You know, she no, you know, oh, she, she made definitely it owned it. You're 100 right bigger. about that. So I think yes. she did a good job. What else, Adam? Anybody else? We know that um I Love Rock and Roll was uh was originally released as a B-side to another cover. Um, it was a Leslie Gore song, You Don't Own Me. Oh, it's a it was great the A side. New Else was a great like like artist that had to stay in the closet like for years. Were you a fan of Dusty Springfield? Yeah, not a she fan, was, but I loved her. She was she was a, fen- a phenomenal singer. What else, Adam? Let's see. We got Jay dies a lot. Says Thriller, top to bottom. Videos too with horrible dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Not unless you put me in the video. Right. Now, now you got some phenomenal dancing. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, we're gonna have to have the dance off. We're gonna, we're gonna uh, right. You're we're gonna, gonna have, have to, to make that video, Dustin. No, 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 no. We're gonna do it live on the air. There's no video. We're gonna Adam's gonna beatbox and we're just gonna we're just gonna go in, buddy. We're gonna see what you got. We're gonna see what you got on, you know. It's like we'll do some, you know. <laughs> Broken Listen, I, a lot better than that. <laughs> I don't know so what am the I. Hell. I'm playing you're not phenomenal though. You're just, you know, you just you you, you, you put it in your head. I'm in your Listen, head. I'm, I'm gonna start giving some shoulder rolls. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the robot. I can do the robot. All right, for our viewers out there, Jeff said he's a phenomenal dancer, and so we're we're gonna have a dance off one day. We're gonna we're gonna put all the money <laughs> yes, we to will. charity. <laughs> all right, any more great questions from our fans? Thank you guys for chiming in. We really love that. So please keep it coming because we get tired of talking. So we like it when people can kind of interject because I want this show to be about all of us kind of, you know, talking about music and learning stuff and that kind of thing. Anything See else? what else we had. Uh, Mercury Bechtverse said, uh, "Did he just throw some Ringo shade from earlier?" I did a little, and I'm sorry if if that pissed you off, but because uh, I'm the only <laughs> one that threw a little Ringo shade, he <laughs> he's doing way better than me, and uh, he married a beautiful woman, and he's in one of the greatest yeah. bands of all time. But um, I wouldn't put him up there as an amazing drummer. I would put him up there as an in an amazing band. But I would say that George Harrison is an amazing guitarist. And I would say that, um, you know, uh, Paul McCartney is an amazing guitarist singer. And I would say those people are amazing. I wouldn't put him in the same category. I wouldn't put him in the same category. You know, baseball, that's what I mean. But I wouldn't put him in the same category. I feel like he's definitely, you know, the odd man out. But I do like Yellow Submarine. If, If you do a lot of drugs, that's a great, fun song. And I think Ringo <laughs> and Caveman is a great movie. If you hadn't seen it, oh, it's not a great movie. Stop. That's the joke. I, That's why I'm a comedian, Jeff. That's a joke. We know it's not a great movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I, you know, you're a great actor. They don't say one it. word during the whole thing. That's right. The dinosaurs I, are good, though. Oh, God, I God. I yeah, that's that that's shit. that's what I'm getting at. That's that's why I'm throwing shade at Ringo. Are you with me? <laughs> yeah, on that one, I definitely am. <laughs> None of them. N- nobody else made a movie but him. In my no, opinion. but I think also Ringo may have Except had the Beatles movies. Yeah, I think the Ringo had the the most number one singles out of all the um, 
The Beatles. Because he was the only one that kept going. That's not I true. Mean, uh, well, I mean, he had more singles than Harrison? Uh, number ones. Number ones. Yeah. Remember, he had that whole thing. He had songs like Photograph and... Uh, you, you know, and let me guess. Let me guess. 80s? That was 70s. Oh. Hey. 70s. Hey. Hey, you know, every dog has his day, but I'm still not going to put him up with the others. I'm still not going to put him in the same Mount Rushmore. That's just my opinion. I'm, I, I'm not a drummer expert. I'm just that's just my <laughs> instinct. Like you, like you said, this album had too many covers. Like we all have our opinions. That's all. Yeah, I'm I'm right on that though. There, they there are too many. Uh, but I think of, it did pretty well. It was the best selling album she ever had. So they uh, did. So it wasn't a, copies. It, yeah, it, they did really well. You know. Yeah, they, that like you like you said originally, you know, without this album, she may have been yeah. like some um, obscure underground, you know. So it worked. It's not about, I mean, Definitely. whether it's right or wrong, it worked. And so sometimes it's about things working in music. It's not necessarily about being, you know, the best well, thing on the album. Being, I'm just being a little nitpicky too. Uh, you know, I mean, I own, you know, I, I had the album. I had the cassette, you know, I had, you know, the, the, you the, had the A-track. Uh, this had the eight track. Yes, I, I was. I was there. I had. I had the original one by the Arrows. Nice, Adam. Anything else? Yeah, uh, we have Mac Dave asking, did Joan Jet receive any backlash for the cover album? And he says, I'm thinking similar to Metallica, sounding more popular with their Black album. No, she came out with a cover album, and that album was again was a great, great. Album. A lot of her hits were covers. Like "Light of Day" was a song that was written by Bruce Springsteen, which was another another one of her big hits. Um, she was, you know, some artists are just great at covers, you know, and and they and, and on her cover album, she does a different spin on some of these songs. It's it's interesting though, you know. Let's just you know the fact that that musicians can get away with covers, you know, and I think the beginning of time, it's been covers. I mean, Elvis, all right, mama and, you know, hound dog and like, you know, rock and roll started off with covers, you know, but I feel like, I don't know. It is, a, it is kind of an interesting thing where it's kind of like, you know, it's like in stand up comedy, you know, we can't do covers. Like I can't just do a, a George Carlin, you know, track, you know, <laughs> I can't, you know, I mean, a lot of comics do do that and we know a few of them, but I, I feel like, uh, it is interesting that the concept of like, you know, does everything have to be original? How do people feel about covers? Like, can you ask, uh, ask that question? Is it cheating? You know, I right, Dustin, check this out. The, I, I now remember the album it was called the hit list. Listen to the, I remember these songs, listen to the uh, songs that she covered. She did dirty deeds, you know, the oh, ACDs song, which was great. That song. She did Love Hurts by Nazareth, which, right? Solid. Uh, great. She did Sex Pistols, Pretty Vacant. Uh, she does The Kinks, Celluloid Heroes. Um, oh, this was the, this was the best uh, one of it. Um, she did uh, Credence's song, Have You Ever Seen the Rain? Mm, good song. I mean, yeah, this was a really, really good album. And this came out in... 1990 and i remember getting this album remember you'd send a penny away and you get like uh, yeah. cds in columbia the records yeah columbia records i got it i got <laughs> that from columbia records yeah. right so that we was one of the records i got no it's great we figured out a scam i worked in a mail room and i had like 15 different names and aliases going and they were oh, nice so i was just getting boxes of cds <laughs> 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 i had a whole like ring operation going on um adam anybody come back at us 
Let's see. Uh, not yet, but okay. Aspin uh, Friendo says, I'm with you. Ringo sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to send you some free merch. Thank you, buddy. Ringo does suck. <laughs> see, they know me. All right. Um, so, yeah. So, anything else in the album before we get uh, to Adam's wonderful Yeah, segment? I mean, listen. Oh, overall, it's it's a fine album. I there are songs I am glad I went back to rediscover. Like again, for me, "Victim of Changes" is a song I'll keep listening to. I I love it. Um, it's a victim, victim of change, victim of circumstance. Um, and it's 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 a it's a it's a good album. Like I it's an, I don't want to shit on Joan Jett. I loved. I was looking forward to seeing her this past summer. She was going to be part of that stadium tour with uh, Def Leppard and Motley Crue and Crew. Poison and her. I mean, like God, man, I couldn't wait for that. Have any yeah. of you guys ever seen Joan Jett? By the way? I've never seen her live. No. I, I saw her a couple of times. I remember seeing her at. Uh, How was she live? How was she, she was live? Great live. I saw her. Yeah. She headlined um, a show at at Radio City Music Hall uh, that the label got me tickets to. I remember having great seats. I, I went with this unbelievably hot chick, and it was Joan Jett, Cool and the Gang, mm. and Darling Love. Wow, we're old. <laughs> <laughs> the viewers are like, what? Who? Cool in the what? <laughs> oh, come on, stop. You, you can't, cool in the gang is the shit. I love the cool in the gang. They got two good songs. <laughs> talented band. Oh, my God, are they talented. But I feel like they got two big hits. You know, um, what is it? Jungle Boogie and Celebration. Is, do they have another hit? Yeah, of course they do. They had Tonight, which was a big hit. <laughs> You know, I like was, those sappy one. ones. I like no, that was that was that was a, that was the coming of age song. Oh, was it? Yeah. Uh, that was uh, who's it? JT. That was that was the guy in that band. Oh man, he was great. All right, Adam. Let's hit us with some new stuff. We're tired of this old stuff. <laughs> educate us. Educate us to something in this era. What do we got? All right. Well, since we're talking about covers. Um, oh. We go first there's um <laughs> you can't get away no, from it tonight <laughs> well no this this isn't on vinyl this uh i just found this a week ago there's an artist uh she's an irish artist rosie carney who just put out an entire album covering radiohead's the bends uh, it's uh all acoustic uh, she's an irish artist it's absolutely incredible it's, it's uh, hot piss <laughs> you know, it's like worth radio the stream, I worth love, the stream. Like radiohead yeah, yeah they're they're amazing they are it's like, I mean, that's that's his era. Like, come on, man, don't shit on his era, his old man. Like, that's his that's his music that changed his life. <laughs> Listen, I, tr- I tried, I tried with Radiohead, and there's Radio's a couple. Great, oh, it's, it's like, I mean, I'd rather have you know be making out with a chick when I listen to it, but it's definitely and you need some good some good herb and some a good situation. Like, it's definitely you don't want to get you don't get ramped up by it, but it's good music, man. You know, their uh, rhinestone cowboy is sexy. Speaking of covers, that's a sexy right. cover. It's so good. I love it. The Glenn Campbell song? Yeah. They do, song. they do a cover. It's weird. It's yeah. I, I, I had a thing. Where it's since, weird. You know, I, I would go through all these different covers of rhinestone. There's actually quite a few of them. And that's one of my favorites. It's really good. Hey, you know what I just heard the other day that I haven't heard in a long time? Speaking of Glenn Campbell, did you like the song Wichita Lineman? Absolutely. That's his first big hit. What a phenomenal, phenomenal song. Yeah, it's good. He was a great, he was a session uh, musician and yes. stuff. So it was great. All right. What else, Adam? Oh, we got a comment from Mad Dab and says uh, skating rink music. 
So, <laughs> just a great comment. Jeff, 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 being a phenomenal dancer, also a phenomenal roller skater. I did do well, my Santa roller skating. Yeah, no, you did with tight Jordan jeans, I just like to, skating backwards. I went to roller disco. Yeah, you did. I did. That's <laughs> that's the name it was of the show. That or going to keggers in the woods. <laughs> Rick music. That's exactly what that's what our life is here. Radiohead. Yeah. Stop with stop shooting on great bands. We don't They're do that on the show. We embrace. Band. We're about love, man. We love all music except Ringo. All right, what else you got? <laughs> there's a. Uh, let's see. There's not really much coming out just because it's uh, New Year's on Friday. Okay, but um. We got a band, the Dirty Nil, that has their album "Fuck Art" that's coming out, Ooh. and they're kind of. I just started listening to them a little while ago. They're they're uh, they're kind of like a cross between Weezer and yeah. maybe the Menzigers. It's 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 really really uh really interesting rock. Okay, what is it? What's so the name? It's like an alt rock uh, '90s sound. The Dirty Nil. The Dirty Nil. I'll check. Yes, that Yes, they out. have a brand. Yeah, brand new one out January first. Uh, some vinyls. We got. Wow, these are two really opposite albums, too. One's from uh, 98, the other from 2000. We got the Dandy Warhols, 13 Tales from Urban Bohemia, double LP coming out. So we got a little alt rock, um, you know, kind of power pop. And then we got a darker album, uh, Massive Attack Mezzanine from 98, double LP. That's coming out, both reissues. Oh, cool. Um, but besides that, there's not really. Can you tell me who those, those there. bands are? Because I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the Dandy Warhols, uh, they're um, you know kind of poppy. They're they're definitely fit into the whole you know late uh, or mid to late '90s alt rock scene. Okay. They had the song um, off of this album is uh, Bohemian Like Me, which is a really good song. Uh, Massive Attack is a trip hop kind of electronica like portis head and um, okay portis head i like yeah yeah so um i just started listening to this album <laughs> today actually mezzanine it's really good really dark oh cool did you did you go to like electronica concerts raves and stuff adam do you do that stuff you know i never i never really got into it until i, I went to a couple of clubs in the in the city in the late 90s but never really i really get into that scene though you put like a panda head on and then just like <laughs> just tripped for like three days. No. <laughs> How about you, Jeff? I feel like you just like crashed the party. Like I got X. Uh, What's up, kids? <laughs> yeah, no, no, listen, I'm not. I'm not into Porter's head. No? I, 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 I'm not a big. No. What was the big no, one when we were I, kids? Uh, what in Porter's head? It was uh, can dance. Uh, forget what it's called. But you don't like that kind of music. What was the song? Is something like dance music? Dance. Yeah, but it was something I forget what it was called. I'll have to find it. If but, I went uh, to like a dance club, you know, and like you got, we gotta remember where Susie I was. Susie and the Banshees, you in, like that stuff. Fucking love that. Yeah. That was Similar. that was Similar. like music. I would go out to Long Island and there was like, you know, new wave dance clubs. So it was like you would dance to the cure, you would dance to Susie and the Banshees. I mean, I love that stuff. When but in Staten Island and especially Brooklyn. It was all like, you know, discos, like, you know, mm -hmm. it was like hardcore, like Gloria Gaynor, Patrick Hernandez. Yeah, you know, I just C saw Bank. the, uh, did you guys see the Bee Gees documentary? That was really good, actually. Yeah, I wanted to check that out. Yeah. You, you saw it, Jeff? Yes. Oh, it's so good. It was great. And, you know, 
just like I, I feel had, like they they kind of got the shaft with that, you know, kind of like they're really talented and they kind of got caught up in the whole 70s sparkly, you know, whatever. And then I feel like they were more talented than people gave them credit for. It's like, you know, they were phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I, I got the I remember one time I was working um, a Grammy show and it was at Madison Square Garden. And I had to take an elevator down and Barry Gibb was in the elevator and, nice. it, was, and, and it was a service elevator. You know, that's where the artists would go. And, you know, he was a big star and his security guy was like, yeah, Hey, you know, you know, Barry's on here. And Barry's like, no, no, no problem. Come on. You know? So it was me and Barry and we took an elevator right down and we talked and he couldn't have been more of a gentleman and a great, right. great dude. And he was always one of my idols, you know, like I, I loved the Bee Gees. I thought, I don't think anyone harmonized better than they did. Nah, and you know, I watched it with my wife and she, she was like, she didn't realize how important to the group that Robin was. Oh yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, they're great. I mean, do you do you disagree with that whole like you know kind of movement against disco music? Like everybody was like breaking records no. and like that whole thing. No, no, not at all. Because you know some of it was good. You know some of it was really good. As I I like all music as long as it's as it's good music and you know different music for different. I mean, things. there's definitely like some I, bad disco, but you know. Of course, and there's also yeah. bad uh, metal. You know, there's bad, there's bad pop. But, you know, if you're, if you're going to hang out with girls and you're going to go dancing, you know, I mean, you're not going to put on, you know, uh, Paranoid, you know, and I love Sabbath, <laughs> you know. But, right. I mean, you know, you're going to sit there. You're going to put on Paranoid when, again, when, when it's 32 degrees and you're hanging out in the woods with your friends and everyone's holding a red solo cup and smoking weed and drinking beers and, 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 it's, and it's only guys. And then somewhere around 12 o'clock, you're Once like, in a while, you'll start you'll driving find around it. and looking for girls. Once right? in a while, once in a while, you'll find a tattooed chick that'll dance to paranoid. You know what I mean? Once in a while, you'll find well, that. Yeah, that. Once in a while. And that's the chick. Yeah, that's the chick you marry. All right, guys. <laughs> this is the chick. This is the chick you marry. Um, if you get a chance, uh, Hulu is running a documentary on Joan Jett, and it is fantastic. It talks about the whole story of the runways and uh, her manager and how they changed her sound and all the covers. It kind of taps into that. But uh, this album is great. Uh get you this copy even though the covers it's still great crimson and clover i love i don't know why jeff hates it i think it's one of the faves don't like of, the original yeah well it's that's okay <laughs> and ringo sucks but we love you guys and thank you for <laughs> tuning in <laughs> and uh tell your friends about us and uh if you have some questions go to our facebook page and send us some messages on uh albums you like us to cover and keep vinyl alive uh go to the record stores if you can put on a mask and sift through vinyl because they really need you right now and uh so yeah so that's that's the show thank you guys have a happy happy new year everybody 2021 happy new year, happy new year. We're gonna rock Be it well. out 2021 come on now 